bad movies, bad life advice, and even worse life decisions. We cover it all here on the Life with Kenny podcast. I'm your host, Kenny. Grab a beer, sit back, and relax for this week's episode, because things are about to get weird. What's an all-American girl like you doing with a geek like this? Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Fuck me gently with the chainsaw. Jimmy was off the hook. I know you really don't listen to Slipknot. Judge Reynolds. You are listening to a Life with Kenny podcast. Not quite my tempo. It's all good. No worries. Here we go. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Life with Kenny podcast, Movie Night. The podcast series where we discuss the best and worst movies in cinema history. Today, I am joined with Melissa. Hi. A former guest and girlfriend. Former of, girlfriend? Of No, no, current girlfriend of, of the host of the show. Uh, which is me. I'm I'm Kenny. If you haven't guessed that by the podcast title, uh, this week, uh, I know it's middle of September, and I decided since it's not too early for the rest of the world to start promoting Halloween, it's not too early for us. So, we're going to be watching a spooky movie today. Yay! And uh, okay, Melissa's got it in her hand here. Do you want to tell people what you're looking at right now? I'm looking at this weird little kid. He has a bag over his head, looks a little bit like a scarecrow, got a jack-o'-lantern on the front. It says trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treat. So have you heard of trick-or-treat before? I've heard of it, yes. Probably just from me, though, right? No, I think I've heard of it before you. I just never have ever seen it. You've never seen it? No. Do you think you're going to like it based off of what you're seeing on the cover, though? This girl looks like Red Riding Hood on the back. Is it about fairy tales? <gasps> kind it of. Is? Kind of. Oh my god, I think I'm going to like it. Um, so, you and me went and checked out the Halloween stores, which mm-hmm. all opened up at the beginning of September. Yeah, that was so fun. I love Halloween. And uh, it took everything in me not to spend all of my money on so many things that we liked. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I kept bringing up was a trick-or-treat mug that I found, and you had... Yeah, I was like, what is this? It just <laughs> no looked like a idea. ball Yeah. with a face on it. And that's how I found out you'd never seen it. Even though for some reason I thought we watched it together last year because... It wasn't me. I I did watch it last year for Halloween, but I might have watched it by myself. Um, But yeah. Yeah, it wasn't me. Uh, So Trick or Treat is... I'm not going to hype it up too much. It's a movie that is pretty underrated. Uh, It's starring Anna Paquin who you might be familiar with her, Melissa, as Rogue from the X-Men movies, if you've watched those. Nope. Uh, Leslie Bibb, who's in a lot of stuff. Um, Dylan Baker, who I think is the little boy in this movie. And it's directed by Michael and written by Michael Doherty. So you might not know the name, Melissa, but you've seen Krampus before. Oh, yeah, Krampus. So this movie is kind of a... The first movie that that guy did, full-length movie, and Krampus got basically greenlit based off of this. Mm. So Krampus was supposed to be kind of a sequel to this in a sense because, well, I think it takes place in the same universe, but there's nothing tying it together. Um, So Trick or Treat and Krampus were both graphic novels that Michael Michael Doherty wrote originally. Um. He also uh, did, I think... uh, like a a short film based on this before it went out. But there's uh, a lot of backstory to this movie that we'll get into later. Mm. Um, 
and I'm excited to hear your thoughts. He also did uh, the new Godzilla movie that came out this year, King, oh. of, King of Monsters. So I haven't seen that yet. I kind of want to see that. I like dragons. I feel like we'll probably watch it when it comes out on Netflix because you haven't even seen Kong Skull Island yet. Uh, yeah, I have. Have you? I think so. I don't think when so. When I was younger, I think I had watched no, it, it and came it gave out, me nightmares. It came out like two, two, two years ago. Oh, Okay, never mind then. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you had. I watched something with King Kong and Skulls. Yeah, there's lots of old King Kong movies. So mm. I maybe it was the King Kong with, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who did all of the Lord of the Rings movies. I can't think of his name. But yeah, he did a King Kong movie with Jack Black in it oh. in the early 2000s. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name, but... Uh, like, you're not talking about Tolkien. No, no. Like, not the writer. <sighs> no. The actual actor guy? I think the director oh, of The no Lord of the Rings. Um, He's like a thousand years old. <laughs> <laughs> My brain keeps saying Percy Jackson, but I, that's the, one of those stupid movies. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, not giving me any clues. But yeah, so, so this movie is, um, it, it came out in 2009. Uh, the, the release date, I'll get into that later, but it came out in 2009 and ever since it's kind of, um, picked up steam in the horror movie communities because it's like one most people haven't heard of. And once they watch it, they're kind of like, why haven't people heard of this? Because there's so much crappy movies on Netflix and stuff that people just don't understand why this isn't one that people have seen when this is a good movie. I like it. If I watch it like every year, um, what I would compare it to is it's a, basically a gateway horror movie. So there's a lot of, it feels like a kid's movie almost, Mm. but there's actually like a lot of, uh, dark stuff in it. So it would be like a a movie that you would maybe be able to show like a hmm, 14 year old. It says on the back, a creepy, darkly comic celebration. Of yeah. the scariest night. Yeah, so there's a lot of comic book influence in this because it was originally a graphic novel. Oh. So there's like, um, I don't know if you've heard of Creepshow. No. So Creepshow was an old movie from the 80s. It was done by Stephen King and George Romero, I think, who did Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Um, those two guys collaborated and they made um, basically, I think, like five short films uh, mm. together in one movie. And uh, it's pretty cool. Maybe I'll make you watch that sometime too. Maybe we'll watch that this Halloween, this October. Because, well, you don't like old horror movies really though. Nah, not really, but I'll watch it. Yeah. We did watch The Exorcist. Yeah, that I think was actually really scary. Because I just didn't like the noises that the little girl was making when the demon was inside her. (laughs) It was scary. And the the fact that it was real or like... Based off of real things. Yeah. Maybe. Do you really think that happened? Well, maybe you and me can do some research into all the backstory because there's a curse around that movie. Are we going to get cursed? Well, no, but I think we should, we should look into that and maybe do a Life Legends episode where we just talk about different movie curses and all the stuff around The Exorcist. Like I mentioned, okay. uh, there was a serial killer that was in The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sketch and, too. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. Um, so yeah, today, if you guys didn't catch it already, we're going to be watching Trick or Treat. And 
Melissa's first viewing of it. So I'm excited to watch this with you, and then we'll come back in a couple minutes and uh, tell you guys our thoughts on this movie. Stick around. Okay, we are back from watching Trick or Treat without the OR. <laughs> uh, the reason they did that, Melissa, do you know why? Why they took the O out? Yeah. I have no idea. Because there was originally a movie called Trick or Treat from the 80s. That's really cheesy, apparently. And that's another one we'll have to watch sometime. But we're back, and I want to know your initial thoughts of the movie that we just watched. Um, well, I liked it. And there was, like, I liked that it just, like, kept jumping back and forth. Like, everything happened at the same time. Mm -hmm. And the way that they showed it was, like, really fun because, like, there was only, like, a little tidbit of information that you're like, oh, this is happening when this was happening. Right. And it was just really exciting for me. And you liked that? Mm Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that, my brother in particular, I remember, said that that was his only big issue with it was that... It jumped around too much. But it all happened at the same time. It wasn't like it was all a bunch of different stories. Like I said, it was kind of a bunch of different stories, but it was like... Tied together. Yeah. Before we get too far into that, I want to ask you, do you regret watching that movie? No. And what would you rate it on a scale of one to five? Mm, For a scary movie, I would say... 3.5. 3.5. Okay. And as a movie in general? 3.5. Okay. <laughs> is, is this one that you think that you could handle watching like every year or two with me? Well, yeah. Yeah. So far it's become like a tradition for me to watch this at around Halloween time, which is funny because we're watching it in mid-September. Oh, it's Halloween time. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so the summary for a trick-or-treat is interwoven stories demonstrate that some traditions are best not forgotten as the residents of a small town face real ghosts, goblins, and monsters on Halloween. Tales of terror reveal the consequences of extinguishing a jack-o'-lantern before midnight and a grumpy hermit's encounter with a sinister trick-or-treater. It's got a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which is... Kind of close to what you rated it. Yeah. Uh, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, 93% of Google users like this movie. Uh, For me, I would give it about a four just because I do watch it every year. Mm. It does keep me entertained every year. Like I was never bored watching it. And I think this is like my fourth year in a row watching this movie. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it holds up pretty well so far. The initial release date for this movie was uh, December 9th, 2007. At Christmas time also? In 2007. Right. The DVD release was October 6th, 2009. Two years later, it went on DVD. So it was in the theaters for two years? Okay, so there's a, there's a story behind this. Um, so essentially, <laughs> uh, let me just give you some numbers here. Th- this movie cost $12 million to make. That's a lot, isn't it? It is, but there was like also a lot of stuff on screen. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of costumes and effects and decoration and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Domestic o- box office, it made. Can you guess? Do you want to take a guess how much it made in in the in movie two theaters? Two years. 
Uh, it, it came out in 2007 at Christmas time. At Christmas time. I don't know. Is just, it good? A good number or a bad number? Give just me take a guess. <sighs> I don't know. You said it made 12 million. It cost 12 million. Cost 12 million. So it's going to make 100 million billion. Zero dollars. What? <laughs> Not a single person wants to go see it. Uh, the the estimated DVD sales were about six million, and uh, domestic Blu-ray sales were about six million as well. But so, no one saw it so in theaters. It made its money back through DVD and Blu-ray sales, basically. Two years later. Right. So. So every. Oh my the, god! Those the poor film, people. Here we go. The film was originally slated to be released in two thousand seven, for Halloween release. Warner Brothers, without explanation f or reason, pulled the film from the schedule, and no rescheduled date was announced. So basically, they were like, hey, buddy, we're putting your movie out. And then all of a sudden, it was like, Kate, never mind. Mm -hmm. So this guy waited two years before his movie was put out. Oh. One reason might have been that Saw 4 was slated for release around that time, and Warner Brothers didn't want to compete against it in fears of another big opener. Um, another possible reason the film was buried by the studio was that it was possible fallout from the box office disappointment of Superman Returns, which was co-written by trick-or-treat writer Michael Doherty, and both produced and directed by Brian Singer, whose production company produced this film. Uh, there was a brief talk that the film would finally be released around Halloween 2008, possibly early 2009, but neither release ever materialized. The film was finally released straight to DVD in 2009. Oh, so it didn't go into theaters at all. It was supposed to, but it, it never did. They even had like movie posters and everything sent out to movie theaters and then were just like, nope. And then nobody got to see it for two years. So people were starting to get excited about it and were just like, okay, never mind. This film's gone. Where is it? What happened to it? So is it like good that it made... 12 million back in DVD and sale or should it should have made more? If it went to theaters, it would have made more. Yeah. But if people were getting so excited about it, like shouldn't it have made more for DVD stuff? It would have made way more, but because the hype died down after two years, nobody even knew what it was. But I thought everyone so was people, excited, you said. Right. But, but I guess after but then, two years. So if, if a movie is about to go to theaters, they don't normally pull a good movie from a movie theaters. Mm -hmm. Like if they were like, okay, Avengers is coming out on in April. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, okay, well, we're taking it down. We're not going to let you know when it comes out. Have fun. Two years later, they put it out on DVD. You're not going to rush out to buy it because you're like, obviously it was a bad movie. If they pulled it from theaters, they didn't want to spend money on it mm -hmm. being there. And then they just threw it on a DVD. Yeah, I suppose. Right? So that was a big thing. Um, okay, do you want me to tell you some of these re people reviews that users have made, or do you want to talk about the movie first? What do you feel like doing? Read them, but can I read them too? Sure. Uh, okay, I'll read you the one out of ten. Okay. Uh, this one's from John7485, which means, <laughs> which means what? Which means there's a lot of Johns. Yeah, John 7484 <laughs> was already taken. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <Okay. laughs> uh, it was September 2009. This was written. 
uh, awful, not scary movie. The scariest thing about this film was how much time I wasted watching it. It was a kid's movie with boobs. There isn't anything scary uh, about it. That's a contradictory thing. <laughs> if you want to feel nostalgic about Halloween, then look through childhood photos of yourself dressed as a pirate. It will be truer, and you won't feel angry when you're done. The acting was bad. The stories were bad. The effects were awful. There was nothing thrilling, scary, gory, or even remotely interesting about this movie. It confounds me that so many people have voted this movie up so high. I really cannot see the appeal. And the movie was cheap, poorly made, and worst of all, not scary at all. I don't agree with that. What do you not agree with? I think it didn't look that cheap. Right. Like, there was lots of things going on that were, like, cool for 2009 or, or I guess, 2007. Well, let alone the werewolf transformation scene, yeah, which we'll talk really about like later, that. is one of the cool, coolest horror movie scenes I've probably ever seen. Mm. Especially werewolf scene. It, the only one that can compete with it is American Werewolf in London, which I don't think you've ever seen either. No. But th those two transformation scenes are... There's something visceral about them that give you kind of a like eerie, like weird gut turning reaction yeah, to it. Yeah, it was gross. And I think that's how a monster transformation scene should be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you want to read this next one? Yes. It's the 5 out of 10 there. 5 out of 10. It says, so, so horror film. This film was not... Wait. This <laughs> film was not a downright horrible film to watch, nor was a great horror film to me. It was so-so. It was okay for a one-time watch. It may be okay to watch if there is nothing else on the TV with nothing else to do. Is that not why you watch movies in the first place? I mean, some people. I watch them because I like them. But, but like, do you have other things to do? I suppose, yes. I, yes, usually, I usually multitask. Okay. You, you can't do that, though. But I, I'm usually watching something and doing something else. Okay. Normally. This movie is a little gory, but not completely that way. There are four intertwined stories to watch to watch in one movie, which for me were not all that great. If you just want something on a little bit different side to watch in the way of horror films, then you may want to give this a film a watch. I know people's writing is is terrible. Mm -hmm. I'm giving this movie a five out of ten. I'm only rating this film this high for the slightly semi-retro '80s feel to film. Did you get that vibe at all that it felt like an 80s horror movie at all? Uh, like it was set in the 80s or uh, like how the like 80s it, it styled of the movies were? I don't I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really I watch guess, any 80s yeah, movies. Yeah, you probably haven't seen enough 80s horror movies to make that distinction. No. There is a certain vibe about this movie that I think is why people latch onto it so much because there's a lot of Like would like Elm Street be 80s? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because there's a lot of straight-to-DVD horror movies out there, and not many of them have, like, this magical spark that you get from watching it where you feel like you're watching something kind of special mm -hmm. and different. And it's it's the same reason, like, why people clicked with, like you said, Freddy Krueger, uh, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, uh, Chucky from Child's Play. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. w what else is there? Uh, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, all these characters, if you see them, you know that they're 
monsters, right? Mm-hmm. From scary movies. Yeah. And I think there's this is one of the few examples of a modern movie that has a, a, a scary mascot, I guess, of sorts mm-hmm. that kind of translates and and like leaves the movie and has a life of its own kind of like like we noticed this year in particular and i don't know if it's because more people have been watching this movie but there's costumes of sam Mm -hmm. and like weapon weapons and stuff of him you know i don't remember it last year but i also never had anyone like you to point it out really right but but that's the thing is like you always see things that people click with so like Game of Thrones and like this year Fortnite is a real big one for the mm-hmm. Halloween costumes mm-hmm. but it's weird seeing a different character from a modern horror movie out there because you can't really think of anything else like Pennywise is the only other like big horror icon that's out there right now mm-hmm. and even that was like back in the 80s or late 70s, whenever they did that original TV movie. So I think it's kind of interesting that this guy points out the 80s vibe, but I think that's just because they came up with an interesting enough, um, not protagonist or antagonist, just like an interesting main character force, I guess. Right. Which is what I like in horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that you can be like, oh, sick Jason mask. <laughs> right. Like a mascot. Oh my God. Sam's bag head. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this last review, uh, October 2009. It's a 10 out of 10. Mm. Candy corn classic, it says. Tri- Trick or Treat is one of the best Halloween films released. It's a shame it went straight to DVD. What... It's a Wonderful Life is to Christmas. Trick or Treat will be for Halloween. It captures the essence of the spirit of Halloween. In my opinion, the film plays a great homage homage, <laughs> homage to Vincent Price and Boris Karloff horror, horror classics. Four great Halloween tales very cleverly woven into one. Mm-hmm. The setting and atmosphere of the film really grabs you, and if you're not in a Halloween mode before this film, you will be after. The writer and director put together for interesting, oh, four interesting tales that take you on a spooky Halloween adventure. If you're expecting a gory, trite horror flick, then this film is not for you. The acting is really good and the direction is even better. The film is creepy without overdoing it. It is scary without being too predictable. I cannot believe studios released Halloween 2 and put this film direct to video. I rented this film the next day went out and bought it. You will not be disappointed. So, thoughts? It's great. It's a good movie. <laughs> um, he said something in here that... What, what was it? It captures the essence of Halloween and makes you ready for Halloween after watching it. Are you feeling that right now? Oh, I was ready before this. <laughs> I've been doing spooky makeups and crafts for like two weeks now. Right. As soon as the sun, like, starts setting earlier, I'm like, Halloween! It's time. Right. A spooky time. Do you feel like anything in this movie was uh, overdoing it or predictable? Uh, I don't know. Because it's weird for me to try and think about that. Like, there was moments where 
you thought you had it solved, like you specifically, and you were like, oh, they're vampires. Oh, and then you're like, no, they're werewolves. They're werewolves. <laughs> yeah. And then they were, and then you were like, oh, are they vampires? <laughs> yeah. Because they were just the teeth that were like confusing for me because the guy that they were killing was pretending to be a vampire. Right. And then, so I thought that they were vampires and they were like going to kill this like faker. And then they were like, no, we're werewolves. And then started like ripping their skins off and became werewolves. And yeah. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Um, the, the first question you asked me was, why? What? <laughs> I said that? I was like, why? Yeah, you, you basically, you were like, why is he killing people? Why is he doing this, right? The principal? Uh, uh, Sam. I, maybe, oh, oh, right. So the reason Sam is doing this, can, okay, what do you think Sam is based off of what we saw? So if anybody's listening, Sam is the the bag head child in an orange jumpsuit that I think Melissa he's just like the guardian to. of Halloween. Like he's the kind of like overseer of everything and making sure that everyone does Halloween right. And if you break the rules, you gonna pay. That's exactly it. Oh, hell yeah. You figured it out even well, though you were asking stupid, me. But also. Okay. So it says here on horror fandom wiki, uh, Love that his behavior and purpose Sam acts very much like a child, being mischievous and appearing to love candy and chocolate. In a deleted scene of the film, Sam is shown uh, flipping the bird to Charlie. Sam is the personified being of Halloween itself, as well as the enforcer of its traditions and rules. He visits a different town every year on Halloween and appears in trick-or-treat to enforce the rules of the holiday and punish those who ignore and defy him. Hmm. So... When people say that Krampus is kind of a, a sequel, do you kind of see how that works? Like, they're both kind of entities that are there to enforce these holiday traditions mm -hmm. and, like, punish shitty people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of why a lot of people have clicked with Sam, because even though he does some shitty things, he's doing them to kind of, like, spite and punish shitty people. Yeah, but is that lady who just blew out the jack-o'-lantern really that terrible? She's, are you kidding? What? She seems like the shittiest girlfriend ever. Why? She wanted to take down all the Halloween stuff on Halloween. Okay, oh yeah, alright. <laughs> but like, the <laughs> principal was murdering children and he didn't get to endure Sam's wrath. He did though. When? In a sense. Well, how do you think all of that played out? How do you think the werewolves get brought to the world how do you think the kids the the dead children got brought back the to werewolves, life all those of it were is just those random girls right but they do that once a year werewolves yeah those girls no they do it off full moons <laughs> right but in the movie they say that they do it once a year oh it's tradition they even oh. made a bunch of comments about how the one girl's the runt of the litter yeah, yeah, yeah. But how... Stuff like that. So Sam brought them? Kind of. It's almost like when he's there, all, all like this energy and uh, otherworldly stuff can happen. Mm. He, he's kind of like the, he gate, like awakens the gateway for it. Yeah. Okay, so here's Sam's Halloween rules. What do you think they are just off of what you saw so far? Don't kill a bus full of children. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's very that's very specific, but yeah. How about don't be a murderer? Okay. Correct. Um don't poison children with candy. Well, uh, no. Yes, and don't yes. do that. Okay. <laughs> don't blow out trick-or-treating Halloween or jack-o'-lantern things okay. and take your decorations down early. Ha- Halloweener. <laughs> don't... I don't know what else. Okay, so here they are. Always hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. Without poisons. Just in general. Always hand out candy to trick-or-treaters, which what? is why the bus driver... Sam got pissed off at him because he was there with the kids that he scared off with the dog and he just closed. Oh, he closed it and took the candy. Yeah. And Sam got payback. And when he left, he left because he got candy. Because he got his chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. When Sam left that old man's house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he went to stab him with the thing, mm-hmm. he got a chocolate bar. Oh. And he started eating the chocolate bar and he just left. Because mm. he got he got the chocolate bar. Always wear a costume. Okay. That one I don't really see where it doesn't, like, where anybody gets punished for that in the movie. But well, the old that's guy. One, of the, one of the things. Bus driver. Never blow out a jack-o'-lantern before midnight. Okay. Always respect the dead. Mm, yep, okay, those kids. Always check your candy. Uh, yeah, the kids. Never take down your decorations before November 1st. That girl. Never hurt the innocent. And The bus driver. And never smash a jack-o'-lantern. The big kid. Right, and the bus driver was also... Um, jack-o'-lantern smasher? Uh... No, he was the don't hurt the innocent because he said the kids. I said the bus driver. Oh, I meant the kids on the bus. Or uh, Sorry, the principal was also murdering children. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. Okay, so there's four stories in this. Do you remember the four stories? Well, it started with the principal. No, 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 it started with the girls. It started with... <laughs> Your best friend, the one that you're so... Sam? No, the the one that you're defending so adamantly. The girl. Yeah. The girl who blew out the jack-o'-lantern. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it started with her. So what happened in that story? So I think they may have just went out trick-or-treating and then she was tired and wanted to go to sleep. No, they were lit. Remember? So they were high? They were drunk. They were drunk? So they were at that parade, and they got wasted. It was the end of the night, and they were walking back home. Yeah, and she blew out the jack-o'-lantern and took off her costume. And took down all of the decorations. took down all the decorations. Because her mom was coming in the morning. Yes, and then Sam killed her. Also, while she told her boyfriend to go upstairs and warm up to a porno, which I thought was the fucking weirdest thing. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> like, why was that included? I think the only reason and that then was he included, fell asleep, so that's great. I think the only reason that was included was to cover up the screaming, maybe. Yeah, but he also fell asleep, so he wouldn't have heard it anyways. Right, and I don't understand why it couldn't have been a horror movie, but whatever. Just this, just off the, off the. 
a side note here, some shinfo for you guys. Brian Singer, the guy who produced this movie, he also did some like some of the X-Men movies. He's like a big Me Too guy right now. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a lot of rumors about him like sexually harassing young men and stuff like that. So, you know, he seems kind of pervy. Oh, so he's not an advocate for Me Too. He's the no, reason no, he's, for he's Me Too. No, he's probably a perpetrator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. the reason. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I wouldn't put it past him being like, maybe we should have some people fucking (laughs) in your movie, you know, but whatever. Uh, okay. So, so went to them, the the girl dies, the girl dies, Sam kills her with his sucker. Yep. She gets found in the tree by, or no, on the, um, scarecrow sticks by her boyfriend, whatever. And then... Does it just straight up go to the big kid, like, knocking down pumpkins? Uh, yeah, I think so. So it goes to that kid. He's just, like, walking down the sidewalk, dropping pumpkins off the fences and smashing them. And, uh, does he just go up to the, um principal's house yeah so he like goes to steal all the candy because he's one of those right because that that guy was like oh here take the candy we're not home so then the kid goes up to take all the candy and then the principal shows up and is like oh you were gonna take some candy and then i think (laughs) How, how do you feel about fat kids taking all the candy people leave out at halloween well i mean oops rude I don't care if they're fat or not, you know, but like, don't do it. Right. You have to be sharing for everyone. This is a night for everyone, not just you. Do you think it's worth getting murdered over? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but so, also shame on those people for not being there to hand out Halloween candy and then just expect that people are just going to take one. Well, I mean, I, I, part of me wants to just leave a bowl outside this year. Because I, I don't know if we're even going to have trick-or-treaters for what, one. Well, that's a waste. For two, what if we're gone? Because like, at be least it shows a... that you tried and you had some candy there. And it's not your fault other people took all the candy. Yeah, it is. You put a bowl of candy outside. It's your own fault. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm going to keep that candy for myself. Okay, so the principal comes home and he finds the fat kid taking all the candy. And he right. confronts him about it. And the kid tries to run off, and the principal's like, no, 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 stay a bit. Have some candy with me. Mm-hmm. And he starts carving a pumpkin next to him. Mm-hmm. And what did you think was going to happen there? I thought he was just going to stab the kid. <laughs> like straight up? Yeah. Like <laughs> on his porch? Yeah, because he kept like running his finger on the blade and like <laughs> like stabbing the jack-o'-lantern so menacingly. <laughs> menacingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then he ended up, just like the kid ended up eating the candy that the guy gave him and then he was throwing it up and then uh the principal was like rule number one make sure you check your candy (laughs) and then i think the kid passes out after throwing up like 50 liters of chocolate and blood and blood passes out on the principal and then the principal drags him inside where the kid's still puking on the principal yeah and was that when he was taking him to the basement or to the backyard? But then little kids knocked on the door to get their trick-or-treats. So he was interrupted by them. Yeah, they were students at the school, obviously, because they referred to him as principal. Oh, yeah, they were students. And that's how he found out he was like a principal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the kids screamed and he freaked out for a second thinking that they were going to get him in trouble. And then they were like, nice costume. 
Because there was blood all over his suit. <laughs> right. And then he chilled out a bit. And then what happened next? Like, what surprised you out of how this story unfolded? I, I knew he was off, but I didn't really think that he was going to be, like, burying children's bodies in his backyard. More than one. More than one, <laughs> two. Like and then his little kid was at the front, like, at the back window being like, Daddy, Daddy, I want to go to the parade. And he's like, I don't want to go to the parade. Kids are annoying. <sighs> I was kind of hoping that he was going to murder his child. I thought I thought he was going to. Yeah, then, so there was that scene after that. What happened there? When they're in the basement? Well, the kid kept saying... Okay, so there's a, that scene where the kid kept yelling out the window to his dad. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, I'm carving the jack-o'-lantern. Can you help me with the eyes? I need mm-hmm. help with the eyes. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying that. If you look carefully in the background of that scene, there's... Um, like pumpkin decorations everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they have human eyes and human mouths on them. Really? Like they're just like... Why didn't pr- you point that out? They're printed off pumpkin pictures with printed off human eyes and printed off human mouths taped to them and stuff. Oh, oh like it they wasn't like a actual, real Because I wanted to point it out, but if I would have been like, hey, do you see that in the background? You would have gotten a suspicion about what we were about to see. Well... Because you'd be like, well, why are you pointing that out? That's you could have been like, oh, look at those funny jack-o'-lanterns. And then <laughs> well, I'd be like, oh, It was like oh, so funny. slight. Like, it's, it's so quick, you'd have to pause it. And then he goes downstairs with his kid to carve the jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. And he takes out his knife, and he's standing behind the kid and, like, holding the kid's head. And I for sure thought well, he was just going to go straight into the skull. They also led up to it, too, with him walking down the stairs with the knife behind his back. Yeah, like, he was hiding it from the little kid, which obviously obviously the little kid was in on everything. Right. And And the thing is, is he kept saying that it was, like, a tradition that they did with their grandpa. So mm-hmm. obviously this guy learned it from his dad. So mm-hmm. they've obviously been murdering people on Halloween for a really long time. Yeah, they're training a murderer for sure. Which I thought was interesting. The idea of like a family of serial killers. Like I've never heard of that ever. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Texas Chainsaw kind of, but not not to the extent of like having like a, like a lineage of like father, son passed down. Mm-hmm. And he also mentioned his wife was dead. <laughs> Daddy. Oh, yeah. Or he's like, Daddy, help oh, me also, with the pumpkin. Oh, also, I noticed he was wearing the, like, wedding, wedding ring. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. he probably he was, like, killed her and was like, I did it for love. That was funny how he was like, Daddy, help me with the pumpkin. Daddy, help. Can I go to the parade? Daddy, why is mommy dead? <laughs> <laughs> just annoying as hell. He's just, like, mimicking his kid. <laughs> you could tell he was, like, so sick of his kid, too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then he plunges the knife into what you think is his kid's head and the camera pans out and reveals that it's the head of the fat kid who is puking up candy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, I guess, turning him into a pumpkin, a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. Guess, they were going to like carve out all his brains and then, yeah. Yeah. Cause the kid was scooping some shit out, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of a cool reveal the first time I saw that movie. How do you feel like with that whole story setting up the movie? How did you feel at that point? Did you feel like it was silly? Did you feel like it was scary? Did you feel like it was kind of boring? How are you feeling? Not boring. I was just more so confused because didn't think that he'd be burying children. Didn't <laughs> think that his kid would be as annoying as he was. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I like it was kind of funny how he was like, Daddy, I want to 
to go to the parade. And it's like screaming at him from outside <laughs> the window. And the guy, dad's like, shut up. I'm going to blow my cover. Oh, my God. Like The kid is still somehow less annoying than the kid from the Babadook. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make you watch it because it's it's not my thing. Okay. So I won't watch it. But um, So then the principal leaves. I think this is the next scene. He leaves to go to the parade. Do we or even is this see where they, him leave? Or is this where they introduce the kids? Uh, the ki- the kids, because there's the Rhonda lady, the Rhonda girl. All right. Rhonda the retard, as they call her. Which right. I, I looked at you and you were just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Which it's it's kind of crazy that they got away with that. Like saying that so many times in that movie without people like losing their shit. But mm-hmm. um, so Rhonda, I think, I don't even know. Maybe she had autism. She seemed like she had some sort of special needs and they kept... Um, I don't, I don't even know how this all got started because they introduced themselves to her. So they must not have known her beforehand. No, I, I think they did. The boy didn't, right? The boy? Yeah. Cause he was like, oh, Rhonda, nice to meet you. Are these all your pumpkins and stuff like that? Okay. So it must have just been the girl with the angel wings, the like fucking Regina George of the movie. Mm. They must have known her, like, from school, I would say. They weren't friends. Or maybe she was, like, a neighbor or something yeah. of the one girl, and she didn't go to school with them or something. I don't know. Because they didn't really say much about the backstory of Rhonda. They just showed that she had hundreds of jack-o'-lanterns on her front yard. Mm-hmm. That she carved herself. And she was dressed as a witch. Mm-hmm. So they pick her up, and they grab some jack-o'-lanterns from some neighbors, yeah, that was the, they had to, like, borrow them. So that's why those kids were going door to door, seeing if they could take the jack-o'-lanterns. That's why they were at the principal's house. Right, so those kids borrowed some from the principal. They also borrowed one from a neighbor lady who was mm-hmm. having a costume party orgy, mm-hmm. which was fucking weird. Yeah, that was strange. <laughs> he was like, why was Coach Carter dressed as a hot dog oh. butt-fucking a pig? That was funny. Um, and then they got a jack-o'-lantern there. Oh, yeah, and she invited them in for drinks. Yeah. They were, like, 10, 12-year-old kids. That's mm-hmm. sketchy to me. Yeah, which is... She's like, we're having an orgy. You want to come in for some drinks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he, she should have got murdered, but... Um, and then they go to the rock quarry. Uh-huh. Do you remember the story? Do you want to tell listeners the story of that? Also, how do you feel about that story? It's sad, you didn't like it? No. I thought it was such a unique uh, take on like an urban legend. It seemed like an original, unique story to me. I feel like kids probably, have, not kids, but like people have tried to do that before. <laughs> there was like, oh no, uh, never mind. There's, there's definitely like people who, like there was a woman who would, she locked her kids in the car and put her car in drive and, like, got out and let it r- ride into a river or a mm-hmm. lake or whatever. Like, that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But the the story was that the bus driver collected money from townsfolk who thought their special needs children were, were burdens. So he chained them to their seats. In the bus. And was going to drive the bus off the rock quarry or push it off the rock mm-hmm. quarry and m- murder the kids, basically. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the kids gets out. He starts panicking because he knows he's not home. He, he realized, yeah, that they were actually going the wrong way on their way home from school. Right. And he starts freaking out. And he starts to drive the bus while the bus driver's... Like, yeah, checking Trying on to all check the, kids. the chains. Oops. And he drives... This kid drives the the bus off the cliff with the bus driver in it. And I think initially the bus driver was probably going to get out. I don't think he'd drive off with himself, right? Probably not. But the dark story is that it's like somebody getting paid to murder a bunch of special needs children, basically. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, yep, I'll do it. Because they're quote unquote burdens to the family, which I thought was like dark Mm -hmm. and different. Like Mm -hmm. I've never heard that type of story before where like a guy was just willing to like yeah, like, what to... are all, like, what is it to him? Like, that, the, like, what? Right. Like, why would he do that? Uh, what would he get out of it other than, yeah. like, a little bit of money? Yeah. Or a little bit of Monica in my life. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so the kids are telling this urban legend, and while they're doing that, the, the Regina George of the group decides that they're going to set up a prank and scare Rhonda, the special needs girl. And, like, the young, I think he was, like, a younger brother, maybe. He's like this chubby little kid that looked way younger than everybody else. I think he was just a small guy. Okay, well, maybe the this, this small guy? I don't know. <laughs> He's just a, like a little kid. Like, boys were always smaller than everyone else right. at so, that age. So how did this prank unfold? Okay, so they go to this quarry. They have to go down an elevator oh, yeah. to get down to the where the water is at the very bottom. And they were going to light jack-o'-lanterns in respects for the kids that drowned, right? Yes. Which I thought was kind of a nice gesture in general, but turned out to be just part of their prank. Yeah, you know what? Nothing is nice out of any of this. (laughs) So they go down. The three kids go down first, and then Rhonda and then the small little guy are going down after. And... They finally get down, but the little kid is too scared to get out of the elevator. So Rhonda's just like, stay here, keep the jack-o'-lantern lit, it'll protect you. Did you you notice why those kids got punished by Sam? Because they were making fun of the um, special needs kids. Nope. The only one out of that entire group who didn't blow out jack-o'-lanterns was Rhonda. Because when the three kids were down at the rock quarry, pretending like they were getting attacked or going missing, they were blowing out their jack-o'-lanterns one by one. And then the fat kid was left in the thing with the rest of the jack-o'-lanterns. And she said, keep them lit, they'll protect you. And when she went out to check on the other kids, that kid blew all the jack-o'-lanterns out. And Mm. then when she went back, she lit one of the jack-o'-lanterns and that's what she used for protection for the rest of the night. Mm. And I think that's the only reason Sam didn't get her when she left. Mm. But yeah, anyways, sorry, continue. They went down. So she goes out to try and find the other three kids because they were like screaming and pretending that they were getting attacked by something. Right. And then they are wearing scary costumes and are pretending to be like the drowned kids from the bus and they like scare the crap out of her and she's like freaking out freaking out freaking out there's i think the one guy is starting to feel bad well like we need to get out of here at one point she trips and falls 
Oh, and she, and oh, yeah. she hits her head on a rock. Right. Yeah. She like really hurts herself. Where if she would have died there, that would have just added another level to the movie. I think that would have been like a better turn for the script where they were like, shit, we just killed this like special needs girl here. We were like making fun of. And if she would have came back from the dead. I think the way it went was good though. Yeah, it was fine, but I think the other because, way would have been cool. No, because all the bullies get killed. Right, but if she would have came back to life and got the other kids to come out. Like, if she was the one that brought the other kids out of the water. No, they can just do that themselves. Because right, which is what happens. Yeah. So then, <laughs> the actual zombie kids who drowned come out of the water, and they get all of the... Um, bad kids who are pranking the Rhonda girl mm-hmm. and she sits in the elevator and is like thinking about letting them in the elevator but then she says uh see you later and hits the up button and leaves them all there to get killed by the zombie kids do you feel like in a way she was hurting innocent people that way no they weren't innocent but it's trick or treat and all they did was play a trick on her well who gets the treat then Sam. There you go. <laughs> well, that's, that's what, what that's wants. what I, that's all I'm wondering is like if she just like leaves the the four kids down at the bottom of the rock quarry to get murdered, is that not murder itself in a way? She was survival of the fittest. <laughs> right. I would have started climbing immediately <laughs> if I was the one guy, but Well, yeah. Or even just held on to the bottom of the elevator till I got up high enough. But yeah. Uh, And then what happens next? Do you uh, remember what story happens next? Is that the girls? Yeah. So at one point there's the girl. It's like it cuts back and forth a bunch between the stories. It's not like one story at a time, right? It bounces back and forth. But it it shows... um, the vampire guy in the alleyway sucking that girl's blood and then he basically leaves her corpse next to a bunch of passed out people so that it looks like she's just drunk and passed out. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to the girls in the costume shop. Or maybe the very first one was the girls in the costume shop. the first thing was. And the little boy that was peeping on the four girls getting changed, that little boy is the boy that was in the Sam costume for the movie. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Probably. So, which I thought was kind of neat. Why would they hire two child actors? Well, they they hired a lot of child actors for I this suppose, movie. Yeah. But, like, when they could have just used one, that's fine. But, yeah, so the girls are changing. They come out. Did you catch a lot of the, the werewolf puns? Like, the runt of the litter? Or, like, she After knocks After the on, fact, yeah. She knocks on the door and she goes... I'll huff and puff and blow your house down or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's like the three little pigs later on. Mm -hmm. There's like a lot of stuff like that in this movie, which is interesting when you watch it again. But these girls, they get their costumes and they're going to pay for it. And the guy there that works at the costume store is like hitting on one of the girls and she invites him to come to the party later. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? So they go to the party. Um, the younger sister of the one doesn't, like, they play on that she's, like, this virgin or whatever. Right. 
And so she stays behind. Well, let me ask you first, what is it that they all planted in your head to make you think that this was a witch thing? Just that they were girls. And that she was a virgin? Yeah. And then I was like, witch. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Which Little Red Riding Hood's another wolf thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so she stays behind, and that's when the vampire principal guy is following her. But really, she's luring him. Right. To this party. So, I mean, like, they finally all meet up together, and, um... How, how do they meet up, though? In the forest. Right. The so, werewolf a, a, guy... A, no, 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 no. A corpse falls from the freaking trees. It's not a corpse. He's still alive. They can't kill him until they, you know... So, he <laughs> falls from the trees alive, even though it just showed him looking like he was attacking this younger sister... But she turned it around and put him up in the tree and he fell from the tree. Right. And then she shows up and it, then it's like you realize, oh my God, they're actually like Witches. some sort of witch <laughs> or like um, a werewolf or a vampire. <laughs> and then you notice, oh my God, all the guys are laying on the floor knocked out because then they're going to eat them. Well, I like how they pushed it till the very last second for the werewolf reveal because they were like, oh, she's still virgin. Oh, this is my first time. I'll be gentle. And they started showing girls like taking off their clothes and like getting naked. And then you're like, okay, what the hell? Is this some sort of witchcraft Witches. orgy? And then all of a sudden the fangs start popping out and then you're like, this is vampires. Mm -hmm. And then they start peeling off their skin. And like, like howling and Legitimately stuff. tearing chunks of skin off, which I thought was such a cool effect. Yeah, you And then you it. see like the hairy arms and limbs and stuff. And then the one wolf, I, I'm pretty sure it was like a puppet maybe. It actually looked kind of spooky. It like looked around and looked at her and was like getting, giving her approval to attack this guy, I guess. I wonder... If what they're hinting at is th they can't fully transform until they lose their murder virginity or something like that. Because Maybe. the one main sister, the youngest one, didn't actually ever turn into a full wolf. No, she just had the crazy eyes. And the teeth and, and stuff. Things. She yeah. didn't have a wolf face. So maybe that's what that was about. Well, probably. That's like your initiation. Yeah. Into the wolf gang. Wolf pack. Right. So then they eat these guys. Yeah, they eat them. One of the coolest werewolf scenes in, like, any movie I've seen. Um, have you seen the Underworld movies at all? Mm -mm. So I'm pretty sure, I think that's one of the trivia things, is um, the person who directed, let's see here. All the werewolves in this film are created by Tatupoulos <laughs> Studios, the same studio that brought you the Lycans in the Underworld trilogy. So the werewolves from the Underworld movies were designed by the same people who did these movies and the underworld movies are they're like kind of shitty action movies but they're like they have some pretty cool effects and stuff mm. okay so the last story was with an old man who was the neighbor to the principal and earlier in the movie you saw him kind of giving the principal shit for making uh, noise in the backyard <laughs> when he's burying everyone right he was burying two little boys bodies and he chops off one of the kid's fingers and throws it to the dog <laughs> yeah. to get him to shut up. And 
it's cool because they shot the scene, the same scene from two different angles mm-hmm. and they incorporated into it. But when the principal initially goes back into his house, you see that the neighbor's banging on his window, screaming for help. And the principal just ignores it because he just hates the neighbor. Mm-hmm. And that's how that happens during the principal's story with his son. So that gets brought back in the last story, which ties it all together. So the principal, uh, not the principal, the, the, the neighbor. Man. What? The old man neighbor. Yeah, the old man neighbor uh, gets some trick-or-treaters. He opens the door and these two yellow eyes are staring back at the kids and growling at them and the kids run away. What did you think when you saw that? I was scared because I don't like dogs. So <laughs> What? I don't like scary, like, wolfy-sounding dogs. Okay. Why is there a footprint on the wall? I don't know. That's been here since we moved in. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't like scary dogs, so I was scared. But then I also, like, knew that he had a little tiny dog. Right. So I don't know why I was scared. Right. So, so this little tiny dog was wearing, like, a werewolf head mask kind of thing with glowing lights to look like they were, like, reflections of wolf eyes. Right. He was also wearing blackface, much like the Prime Minister of Canada right now, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> he was completely black with glowing eyes. The dog. Hey, uh, well, <laughs> either way. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, the old man takes the costume off the dog, reveals that it was just the dog, and he sits and watches TV and he keeps hearing noises around the house and he hears some going on upstairs. Oh, yeah, he stole the kids' bags of candy, too. When the kids ran away, they left their candy. Mm -hmm. So the old man brought the candy inside with him. Mm -hmm. And he tries eating one of the chocolate bars. And is that the one that's poisoned, that we think? Because he started eating it. Doesn't it have a blade in it? Was it that one that had the blade in it? Or was it a different one? No, I think the first one with the blade is the one that Sam uses later. Oh. So he, he... tries eating it and he gets grossed out by it he spits out the chocolate bar because i think you thought that it might have been one of the poisoned ones from Mm -hmm. the neighbor's house yeah and uh he spits it out and then he hears noises goes upstairs after going into his backyard right that's what happens yes he goes in his backyard because sam threw an egg at his window Mm -hmm. and he goes out and says he's got a shotgun and all this stuff and he goes inside, hears footsteps upstairs, grabs his shotgun, and he goes to see what's going on. Oh, his dog followed him too, and Sam killed the dog. Do we know that for sure? Did we ever see the dog again? No, but we saw his blood written all over the walls. Trick or treat, give me something good to eat. So I'm assuming dead. Right. But also, give me something good to eat is another thing that proves that he just wanted candy. He ate the dog. Maybe. Uh, So the old man goes upstairs and he's looking for where the footprints are coming from and he gets his Achilles tendon sliced with a razor, Mm -hmm. which is like one of the worst things you can show me in a scary movie. I mentioned it to you when we were watching it, but one of the ones that scares, like makes me cringe the most is from um, House of Wax. Okay. Have you seen that movie? Nope. We'll have to watch that one. It's so good. (laughs) It's one of my favorite movies, um, which is, I shouldn't say that. It's not. 
Anyways. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. One of my favorite horror movies, I should say. Okay. Um, so then uh, when the old man looks up after his Achilles is sliced, he sees that it says, trick or treat, give me something good to eat all over his walls written in blood. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to stand up and walk like nothing happened, <laughs> which like blew my mind because there's no fucking way you'll be able to stand with your Achilles tendon sliced, yeah, no. let alone walk like nothing happened. And then he ends up getting in like a straight up brawl with uh, Sam. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Sam, I think the the coolest, scariest part Sam ever did was when he takes his chocolate bar out of his pocket and he peels it back, peels off the wrapper and, and it shows blade. the razor blade in the chocolate bar, mm-hmm. which was cool. And then uh, I think he did something else where he, oh, the old man tries to shoot him and shoots a different pumpkin and Sam disappears then the old man tries to follow him downstairs, but Sam put candy and razor blades and glass all over the stairs, so the old man falls all over it. Mm-hmm. And he tries to get up, and he just rubs broken glass into his hands, Yeah, which was cool, okay. I thought. And then uh, what happens from there, do you remember? So after he gets up... Isn't he able to shoot Sam? Well, I think Sam, he tries like, to get out. He tries to get out. And then, and then Sam, Sam gets him again. He jumps he, from the, the the roof. Oh yeah, he's climbing on the roof. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how the heck can this? What like? He's obviously a supernatural being. Right. Because that was the, the that was a cool reveal of him like crawling just. Ew. On yeah, the roof. On the roof, and then just like plops down onto the guy's head and like starts beating on him, and then then the old guy shoots him, and he like slides up against a wall. I love that you see like pumpkin brains and yeah, guts. Yeah, and like come pumpkin gu- guts are like flying out of them. And his hand is like shot off. His hand shot off. Because he reloads and shoots him two more times, which is like what you need to do in every horror movie. And this guy actually does it. It still doesn't do and it. And it doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. So Sam's ham- hand comes to life. <laughs> unplugs the phone cord as the guy is on hold with 911. <laughs> on hold? Who puts 911 on hold? That killed me. And then his hand, oh, excuse me, brings Sam's mask to him mm-hmm. and then wakes him up. And then, ooh, sorry. Sam gets up and then he backs the old man into the corner where the old man like grabs a whiskey bottle and smashes it and is like, don't fuck with me. And then Sam, like, basically breaks his arm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's nothing. He's, like, an eight-year-old child. He snaps this old man's arm. And then he grabs a candy bar, or a a sucker, a lollipop, Mm -hmm. a pumpkin lollipop. Mm -hmm. And this is, like, the most iconic weapon, I think, from this movie. This is what you see in all the stores and stuff right now, Mm -hmm. is Sam takes a bite out of it, and then he uses that as, like, a knife. He tries to plunge it into this old man's heart. But the chocolate bar is sitting there and <laughs> saves his life. Saved by a chocolate bar. And then Sam just takes the chocolate bar and pieces out. He eats it and leaves. However, what's the then twist? there's a knock on the door. What's the twist? What? What's the twist? What? The knock happens after Sam it, shows, it shows the fire. Oh, right. Okay. So... Before all of this happened, the old man had a fire going in his fireplace and he's burning pictures. So once Sam pieces out after all this shenanigan happens, 
It pans to the fireplace. Right. And there's a photo of a school bus with, what is it, eight children in and Halloween costumes driver. and a bus driver looking away from the camera. So you realize, holy crap, this is the bus driver who was going to kill all the special needs children. Who murdered them. He, he did, did murder he did. it. Yes, he did. And he survived. And he survived. So this is him. So then he gets a knock on the door, right? Right. And it's all the zombie children. It's the zombie kids coming to get revenge. Yep. And it's just Sam. Well, he for, at first he looks, because at first it was kids that knocked on the door and he gives the kids candy. And then he looks and he sees Sam looking at him and Sam just kind of like turns around and sees, it shows that very first girl blowing out the candle across the street. Mm-hmm. So you realize that they were neighbors the mm-hmm. whole time. So all these people lived on the same street. Yeah, like across the street. And, um, yeah, the second time he gets the knock and he answers it and it's the zombie kids. Because mm-hmm. you kind of realize, like, Sam didn't kill him. He left him to live because he wanted these kids to get the revenge. Mm-hmm. Like, Sam could have done it, but then he was like, you know what, fuck it. This is how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it all happened because of Sam. Because So the those spirit kids decided. got... The three bully kids, and they got their bus driver, too. Exactly. So they got all the kids, well, not all the kids, but the kids that probably picked on them when they were in school, and they got the bus driver for revenge. Mm -hmm. Sick. And the way it ends, too, is um, I think it it showed the werewolf girls driving away in a car, Rhonda walking down the street with a bloody... um, she was pulling a wagon with wagon a jack-o'-lantern. with jack-o'-lanterns in it. And there was another thing that tied it together. Oh, it was the little boy of the principal. He was sitting on the step handing out candy, mm-hmm. dressed like the principal. Mm-hmm. And then that's how it ended. And you were like, that can't be how it fucking ends. Yeah. And that's how it ended. Mm-hmm. That's how it ended. So, yeah, after talking about it again, still think 3.5? Maybe four. Really? 4.5. Really? What'd you rate it? I gave it a four. So what the heck's the problem? What, what, what I'm just four? curious if you actually were going to change it or not. Because sometimes when you talk it through, you start to realize like how effective of a movie the movie can be. Right? Yeah. So that's why I was just curious. but Like it wasn't bad at all. Good. It was good. I'll give it a four, okay? <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Um, now we can go get all the Sam decorations that we want because now you know who I Sam is. I know who it is. Um, okay, so real quick, I'm going to read off the last few trivia pieces and then we'll wrap this up. So, little people were used to fill in for kids trick-or-treating since this film was shot mainly at night and real kids could not work these hours. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, the rock quarry was originally conceived to be a pumpkin patch. Okay. Which would have been way cooler, I think. But how would you drive a bus off of a pumpkin patch? Well, I think it would have been cool if the whole cliff side was a pumpkin patch. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, fun. <laughs> what the heck? And, yeah, I already mentioned the... Um, Underworld tie-in. So that's pretty much it. 
Um, yeah, so we're going to watch this again next Halloween. Me and Melissa will probably do one or two more horror movie ones before the end of October, I hope, because I'm mm-hmm. planning on watching a lot more. Yes. And uh, I did have some more stuff lined up with uh, some returning co-hosts, but everybody's busy. I've been sick on and off lately, so if if it happens, it happens, and if not, well, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Uh, you can follow updates with that um, on Instagram at Life with Kenny Pod or Facebook, the Life with Kenny Podcast. I'll keep you guys up to date with the episodes that I'm posting, and I'm also going to share some artwork I did. Um, yeah. I drew Sam from Trick or Treats a couple years ago for Inktober, which is uh, you, a drawing challenge where you try to draw a new picture every day. And It's really good. Uh, it, it was something that I did a while ago, and Melissa thinks I should post it. So you can see that there on our Instagram and Facebook, and uh, send me a message if there's any other movies you'd want us to watch and talk about, because there's so many that Melissa has not seen yet. So. I like scary movies, too. So, yeah, reach out to us and let us know uh, if you want us to watch more movies. Uh, Yeah, thanks for tuning in. And, Melissa, you want to sign us off? Trick or treat. Give me something good to eat. Fuck Judge Ron Holden. Get a life. Get a life. (laughs)